Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Personal Best Podcast with me, Ruby Lola. My guest today is Sam McCarthy, better known as Sam Goatlifters. He creates social media content, sharing his transformation and fitness advice to a large following. In this conversation, we discuss how Sam first got into fitness, how he transformed his physique by losing over 20 kilos, his tips for fat loss, why you need a supportive circle around you, dealing with grief, why you should stop comparing yourself and why he's moved out of his hometown. I really loved this conversation with Sam. I wasn't sure what to expect going into this podcast because I've only seen Sam's online content, but he was so interesting to listen to and he shares some really amazing fitness advice and life advice as well. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation and let's get on with the episode. Yo, 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 hello. <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, my first ever podcast. This is pretty cool. I know. I'm excited that this is your first podcast. So the first question I want to ask is why goat lifters? So. That's not your last name. No, I always get that because when people fill out my online coaching form, they're like, who is this McCarthy guy? <laughs> is this a scam? I'm like, no, 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 that's my last name. So goat lifters basically... In between the period of first lockdown and second, because you know how there was like three, I kind of converted my, well, for myself initially uh, as a home gym, my garage into a gym. Um, Started working out in it, weren't really filming videos at that point. It was just kind of, you know, you know, the winter arc or the summer arc, whatever people call it. Um, And in in between the periods between the first and second lockdown, I was like, I might as well start training people. I'd done my personal training qualifications, level two and three. Um, and I was like, well, this is a bit of a waste. I might as well, you know, utilize it. Um, kitted it out with a bit of extra kit and just thought this needs like a bit of a name, you know? So oh, it was actually okay. two of us at the start. It was two goat lifters, me and Ishmael, school friends. Um, and we kind of like, we were sitting in the gym, like an actual gym car park. And we was like, we've got to name this something like, you know, like we need a catchy name. And we was like, oh, like greatest of all time. Like, I don't know, like Kobe's the goat, you know? <laughs> and I don't even know why we were thinking of that. Um, but it was like, we might as well call it like goat lifters, greatest of all time lifters. 
I, like, it's kind of cringe, you know, when you kind of say it out loud, but we called it that. I painted a big like goat lifters on the wall of the gym, um, you know, lockdown creations, whatever. And literally from there, I got a ton of clients. Like it was doing really well. Second lockdown hit. And yeah, I guess like that's it just stuck, concise, from yeah, it stuck from there. Okay. So obviously you've built this social media presence around fitness and kind of sharing your journey, mm-hmm. but Take me back a little bit. How did you first get into fitness and start training in gym? Uh, probably, you know what? Probably with the home gym. So we built like my dad, um, who's actually passed away now, built a home gym uh, for me, kind of because I bragged about it over summer. I was like, I want to get into gym, want to do gym. Um, and he kind of like surprised me, got back from, because I used to live in Portugal. We weren't actually living there. At the time, I just went on holiday out there, got back, and he was like, all right, this is your space, you know, because I was too young to join a gym. He was oh, like, you can okay. you can do gym here. Um, I was like, wicked, you know. All we had is, like, it was like a blue rubber floor, a couple, like, adjustable dumbbells, and that's it, and a pull-up bar. Um, I forgot the question. Tell me the question again. How did you get into <laughs> How do you get into gym? gym? Okay, so, yeah, basically, my dad uh, kind of built me a little home gym and said, like, you know, do do what you want to do yeah so from that age i'm guessing that was like pre-16 yeah for sure i I don't even know exactly the probably like 12 or 11 like early early young yeah really and from that point then why did you continue training what was it that appealed to you about it do you think so this is now a bit of a crazy story so my at the time we didn't have a next door neighbor um and then someone just moved in and he was like a big guy big motherfucker um and like, I, to this day, don't actually know his name. I just, he introduced, you know, himself as H, which is so weird. Um, and he was just my next door neighbor. I always used to see him training in the garden and we used to have a big field training on the field and stuff. And then one day my dad introduced me to him. was like, all right, we've got this little home gym. Like, you know, we'll pay you whatever, you know, train him up. Um, what was the question again? I'm sorry to go on. Why did you stick with the gym? Why did I stick with the gym? So exactly. So he kind of had a space to train because he didn't have a gym membership. I don't actually know why at the time, but he didn't have a gym membership. But this is at a point where we kitted out the gym um, a little bit more, like, you know, not crazy. We had a treadmill, we had dumbbells, a bench, a barbell. Um, and basically the the mutual relationship between H and me was he trains me, gets paid like, I don't even know what my dad was paying him. Um, but basically I had a PT. So like someone oh, to nice. guide me, like a mentor from yeah. it, like, I don't know, 12 years old. Um and then from there, like I used to train with him and then obviously 75% of it is diet. And you're probably thinking like, oh, like 12 years old to get on a diet plan. But I used to have meal prep bring, brought to school from 12, like really? chicken and rice. Yeah, nuts. Absolute, Those kids are like Nutella sandwiches. No, no, no. Like <laughs> chicken, yeah, chicken and rice from 12 uh, made by him. You know, we used to pay him again, I think. Um, and yeah, essentially I used to just go gym every single day with this guy, H, who turned out to be, you know, really close friend of mine he was like i don't know 30 at the time 28 or something um and yeah kind of just from there wow, really. so he sounds like a really positive influence i guess yeah him and my dad were probably the two biggest influences gym wise yeah and i think everybody needs that because when i started out training i mean i think we signed up to a gym me and my friend like the back end of secondary school and we just went and just tried out different machines and we didn't know what we were doing but had someone come along and shown me how to train in the gym and make life easier it would have been so much easier yeah i was just figuring it out from from like no knowledge at all yeah 
So I'm, I'm pleased that you had that experience. Something I do want to talk about is the transformation that you've had. Right. Because when I started following you on social media, that was kind of the content that kept coming up. Mm. Because you've lost over 20 kg, Yeah, I, I think it was say. about like 23 or 25, somewhere around that Yeah, kilos. and even just from the short form videos that I've watched to see your transformation mm. has been incredible. But I just wondered if you could talk through that. Mm-hmm and how that's benefited you both physically and mentally. So a lot of people don't actually know this, but I wasn't actually always fat. Like I actually started skinny. Um, so what happened was during like, at the end of the second, third lockdown, um, you know, like terrified of COVID, you know, like absolutely terrified of COVID. Like I, I don't know, everyone else, everyone else, you know, it's a scam, it's a scam. I was genuinely probably on the other end where it was like, we've got a lockdown, you know, we didn't, I didn't go out kind of stuck indoors. Um, and I actually caught COVID only on the third lockdown. Mm-hmm. So like over that Christmassy period. Um, and I was indoors, stupid me still, you know, used to go to the home gym, train with COVID, come back upstairs, train with COVID, come back upstairs. And I was locked down with my girlfriend. Um, and we, you know, it was, she was quite strict on it as well. So she was locked down with me and we was just in my bedroom watching yeah. movies, you know, in the gym. Um, and then from there, uh, it got to about like Christmassy period, like just before Christmas. And, you know, my world kind of like flipped upside down. My dad actually had a heart attack. Um, and then from that, like, you know, I was like, like, and he was, it wasn't just like a, a small heart attack. It was like, he went into a coma and it was like really crazy. Yeah. Um, and obviously I'll, you know, the, the coming upstairs and going downstairs to train fucking fell out the window, you know, of I was, course, of yeah, course. yeah, yeah. Um, and then this period, obviously, I uh, recovered from COVID, but he was just in a, in the hospital and we couldn't see him because obviously it was, uh, every, everything was locked down. They weren't having people in the uh, hospital or anything. Um, mm. So it was tough, really tough. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, so tell me the question again. The <laughs> physical transformation. Yeah, so obviously at this point, super like not super skinny. I was pr- probably more in shape than skinny, um, but on the skinnier side. Um and then from that two weeks go by, I probably didn't sleep a, an ounce for two weeks because he was in this coma. Obviously, I was with my mom, my little brother, my girlfriend. Um, and we got the news that he passed away sort of mid-December. Uh, and obviously, like, I, everything went out the window. Like, gym, diet. Obviously, from a young age, like 12, like, that was my life, you know? Like, training and dieting. And then from that news, like, I just thought, like, there is no point in doing anything, you know? I just kind of sat yeah. down and thought, fuck fuck life really mm. um yeah and then i probably like weren't like i didn't sit there and dwell on it for time obviously i was heartbroken still am i don't think i've even got over grief now to be honest and it's yeah. been probably a, like two and a half odd years uh since that day um but i didn't go gym for i'd say about three weeks after that happened um it probably to a lot of people like fuck i wouldn't wouldn't go gym ever again like that's it like you know, dwelling on it. But after, after them three weeks, I was like, nah, fuck like Fuck that. I'm, I'm going to get back it on, onto my grind. Um, and kind of where I hadn't gone gym for them three weeks, like it, and I didn't eat, like I did not eat a single thing. I was stick thin, um, probably weighed about 70 kilos. And then from there, uh, I was like, that's it. Like if I'm going to do it for anything, I'm going to do it kind of for my dad sort of thing. Um, I'm a, I'm a train for my dad. Mm. Um, 
and you know done a ton of research you know i was on my own at this point wasn't with h um and i was like what is the fastest way to put on muscle you know oh, right, yeah. and the only thing that kind of showed up for me like kind of stood out to me was like a dirty approach to bulking like i've got to pack in as many calories as possible um as quick as possible as quick as possible like, i am gonna die a try and eating these eating these calories um and at the time like i would have done it myself like i kind of had the knowledge to do it by myself but i just wanted that extra guidance so i got a coach um and like yes he was great but he stuck me on about six and a half thousand calories a day yeah for three months <laughs> and i went from about 70 kilos 72 to about 97 in the space of three months and like balloon so that's where the the before picture where i start my transformation comes from the, the bigger area yeah um obviously i gained a ton of muscle throughout the process because like when i'm talking i'm training still i was training, yeah, yeah i wasn't doing social media at this point either like i was a tiny bit like posting every now and again but like nothing serious i was literally headphones on in the gym and it was still the home gym at this point because it was still technically locked down um mm. so i was like in the gym freezing cold you know winter jumpers on probably wore about three jumpers to the gym just training 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 day night sometimes i'd like you know where i had to get all these calories in eat throughout the day go gym at like one in the morning train go to bed and it was like my girlfriend probably hated me <laughs> but she understood <laughs> that like you know like with everything going on she's got i've got to deal with it in my own way and yeah, i guess exactly. like my form of dealing with the grief was gym and dieting um so i really did like i would get to the point of where it was like six and a half thousand calories a day like my last meal sometimes used to be at like midnight and i'd like drink this shake and i remember like it probably happened about it felt like every single time because i felt sick every single time but it probably happened about four times where i'd drink it throw up all over the kitchen make the meal again oh and drink it gosh. again yeah yeah it was like gruesome like disgusting um after the three months when i got to my heaviest weight like, i kind of looked myself in the mirror and i was like well shit like i've got to do something about this like i can't get he wanted like my coach at the time you know was like all right it's time to potentially you know cut off the bulk we don't need to bulk anymore at the time i knew this like two months ago um so i was like all right sacked off the coach not because he was shit like he made me i guess partially who i am today um however i just thought like i've kind of got to do this by myself sort of yeah. thing a little bit um and yeah, like, I guess social media come about probably when I was at my big, like I was posting all before this, but probably when I was at my biggest, that's where kind of social media helped me as well with the grief side of things. I remember I'd post something and you kind of get that sense of like instant gratification, yeah, you know, definitely. like you get them likes and it didn't happen all at once. Like maybe even like I'd get a hundred views on a video, I'd be like shit. And sometimes I'd, I remember I, my, one of my first videos that done well, I made a video on, you know, taking creatine and why that's helped me with my lifts and stuff. And it got like 19,000 views on TikTok. And I was like, shit, like, this is, this I've is, made it. I've made it, you know? <laughs> um, and I just remember like, I'd sit there refreshing my phone, refreshing my phone. And I had a few times like Amy, my girlfriend be like, Sam, like you've got to relax. Like yeah. you can't keep refreshing your phone. This ain't good for your mind. But like, even now I am a little bit like that, but I've definitely relaxed. But at the time it was like, no, nah, this is the only thing keeping my, men like, my mind sane on my dad mm. passing away. Like obviously some time's gone past since then. Not mm. a lot, like probably like four or five months. But like that was literally, other than training and dieting, the only thing that I didn't go into like, depression you know yeah. it was like the, yeah. it, that instant gratification there is so much i want to pack in like unpack here yeah. and we'll get on to kind of the fat loss side of things but um i'm really sorry about your dad yeah. i i didn't know if i was going to bring this up but i lost my dad really recently um, i'm sorry to hear that yeah and we had a, a complex relationship but mm -hmm. you know grief takes its form in many ways yeah but i think there is definitely something to be said for 
kind of like channeling your focus into something else, which sounds like you did that. Yeah, 100%. And um, yeah, it's been a really tricky thing to navigate because I think part of you just wants to, you know, lie in bed and not do anything. And and people do do that. And I think that's perfectly fine. But then the other part of you kind of wants to kind of wants to like still push on forward Mm. and you know do things that are gonna be good for you and also to make your dad proud in Mm. a way and I've kind of recently had this really renewed sense of like passion for like work in the gym and like you know investing time into my friendships and relationships so I think it's something to be really proud of Mm. that you were able to kind of channel what you were going through into your fitness journey. And maybe you made some mistakes along the way, but it was still great to have that as your focus Mm. for sure. So you're then at this point where you're kind of looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like, "Mm, not maybe necessarily happy with how you look. What were the choices you made after that? So it was weird to get to where you are around about this point. Um, Obviously, I've started social media. I'm too deep to kind of stop now. Like, I didn't have following, but like, I've put a lot of time and effort into it. Um, And I used to go live every single time I went gym. Like, just put it up on the thing and just go live. And people used to watch me, you know, probably eight people at a time, but like, watch me train. Um, And then one person that joined, James Beardwell, joined my live, uh, who's now, you know, I'd class him as my best friend, one of my best friends, you know, Um, joined my live and not joined it as in a viewer. Like, I accepted him. We'd done like a a dual oh, live okay, but it was yeah. kind of like a facetime in a way we've never had any proper contact before this really um and we kind of just like we knew of each other we live near each other um but we've never chatted i've known nothing really about him other than he's got tiktok i've got tiktok his is way bigger than mine <laughs> still is anyway <laughs> but um he you know we had a chat and obviously no gyms were open at the time so i guess you know i had a gym um and we kind of had a chat and was like you know do you want to come down for a session um and we trained together um and then from there he was like oh he's like what are your plans like what are you doing and I was like I, I really don't know to be honest like, I don't really know I had had a few thoughts before this like I might go uni might not I didn't really want to go down the path of uni 100% um I wanted to kind of you know get out in the working world maybe be like a stockbroker or something I didn't really know um and he was like yeah like I'm going Loughborough um I didn't really have love. I, I viewed Loughborough Uni, but I didn't really like it, like it at the time. Like when I, when I went to view it, I was thinking more like Exeter or something like that. And he was like, well, I'm going Loughborough. Um, like it's sick for sports. Like you, you obviously go gym, like you might as well go. And I was like, you know what? Like I might as well like, send it. You know, I was already way past the due date, but however, obviously we put in a mitigating circumstances, got into Loughborough. Like, I got decent A-levels, like AAB or whatever. So I had the grades. I just was way past the acceptance date, yeah. you know, but I got in um we were staying in not the same accommodation but the same like claudia parsons you know what i mean it was the the same block if you call it that yeah um and then from there like we kind of what was the question again (laughs) (laughs) just to like you know talk about why i keep saying what was that about again i am diagnosed with a thing called short-term memory loss (laughs) when i was in primary school it was a struggle definitely worked on it loads but it's kind of like Finding Nemo Dory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we have Dory on the I'm, podcast. I sound, I'm not crazy. It's <laughs> fine. So you're at Loughborough with yep. James. Was mm-hmm. that kind of where the transformation started? 
Yeah, I guess so. So obviously I've tried a little bit and fouled a little bit, to be honest. I didn't really have that crazy motivation that I initially had from the start to lose the weight. Like it yeah. kind of like left me a little bit. I, like Obviously my life was a little bit more organized. I knew what I was doing. So I didn't really have in the back of me that crazy motivation that I had at the start. Um, going to Loughborough definitely helped with that. Seeing people like James, you know, smashing it looks like phenomenal, phenomenal, you know. And there's like a ton of other people like this GB athletes, like what's his name? Anthony Joshua like, was living down the block, like next to me, whatever. Um, and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm a black, give this a go, you know. Like, I'm actually put my all into this. Um, and it probably took like nine months, yeah. I reckon, like solid, like ups, downs. Like it was a full roller coaster, but nine months to lose the 25 kilos, whatever, and get down to like my lowest of like 74. Yeah. Like, I looked pretty skinny at that point. <laughs> but I reckon going to Loughborough, um being around like like-minded people yeah like mm. having them connections i feel like what a lot of people don't do is kind of like and it's promoted so much on social media like kind of like grinding in silence doing it on your own yeah which definitely is actually stupid i think like you shouldn't be alone you should always have or try to be with like-minded people mm. um because I always get the DMs as well, like, oh, how do you stay so motivated? How do you stay so motivated all the time? Like, half of it is obviously determination. Like, you can't be motivated all the time. Um, but I'd say, like, the other half is just having people in your corner, whether it be your coach or your friends or your family. It doesn't have to look like a certain person. It doesn't have to be James, you know, or Will for me, like, them people. Um but just having people in your corner to push you forward, you yeah. can't do it alone. Like, it's impossible. Yeah, it's something Chris Williams said that he has kind of built his circle. Yeah. And the people that are in it, he genuinely aspires to be like. Like yeah. they inspire him. 100%, 100%. And I think that's really important. Yeah, for If sure. you're going on this journey. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, yeah, that's um good background of kind of how you got there. Mm -hmm. I wondered if you could share for anybody listening mm -hmm. your fat loss tips because i think it's something that gets thrown around yeah. a lot like a fat burner workout or a certain diet or something yeah. but you know through your um journey what have you learned yeah so i would say like, as i said it was a roller coaster it wasn't like i went just down in weight and gradually went down and saw the progression each time like i probably went down went on holiday went back up and went back down like it was yeah. it was up and down to 100 percent um, but I'd say like sitting here now, looking back on it, like what are my like biggest sort of takeaways from the journey? Yeah. Um, probably like there's no right way to go about it. Like you don't need to sit there and be like, yeah, I need to be, you know, in a 200 calorie deficit per day, like doing 200 steps, cardio steps, whatever, whatever it may be. Like you have to deal with it in your own kind of way. Like for me, I am very all or nothing, like can't take half measures. Like I have to go fully in. Um, so yeah, I was probably eating, you know, boring meals with chicken and rice every single day yeah. and I was doing the fasted cardio, even though people say that fasted cardio is bullshit. I even know that it's kind of bullshit. You don't have to do it fasted. You can do it late at night. Yeah. But for me, I knew that if I'd done that fasted cardio, um, I've completed something done in the day, the day, you know? Well. Um, but then I knew that if I'd done that fasted cardio, I could potentially do more later. Like I always wanted to kind of tick over. So for me, it was kind of the all or nothing approach. And if I did, you know, throw the toys out the pram and have a cheat day, I would go all in and probably eat 10, 20,000 calories, like big, you know? Mm. So looking back at that, I know that that was wrong. I feel like the best way to go about losing weight is know that you can never be perfect. You can never be all or nothing. You have to do it by, you know, having them planned um, mess up days, you know, cheat days, cheat meals. Um, you can't just think, yeah, I'm going to be perfect hundred percent of the time. Cause you yeah. end up driving yourself crazy, which I did. Um, now obviously 
since I lost all that weight, there's been a whole nother year where I've gone through a, a mini bulk and another cut, which mm. people don't really see, obviously, too much. Um, and on that one, it was so much easier because, yeah, I enjoy the old chocolate cake. I enjoy the odd, um, you know, meal with my girlfriend or whatever. Um, obviously, they're not a lot. And Amy, I'm sorry if you're watching this, like she probably wants to go on way more <laughs> dates, but you do have to be kind of, you know, self-disciplined, self-strict yeah, to be like, all right, I can't go on a date every weekend, you know. Um but like, I feel like the best kind of weight loss advice is if you do, you know, fuck up badly and cheat, eat your, you know, your cheat foods. You don't go to the gym a day. Don't the next throw day. The towel in. Yeah, don't throw the towel in or even don't the next day think, oh, yeah, I have to, you know, do a thousand more calories of cardio yeah. or eat 10,000 less calories. Because I think then you get in this like toxic cycle, yeah, don't yeah, you, yeah. of constantly like overindulging or not doing your yeah. exercise and then trying to compensate for yeah. it. And then you just you have to jump back on the bandwagon, you know, you just have to That's jump good, back on yeah. where you're at, that kind of thing the day before and treat that as, yeah, I fucked up, get back on the horse the next yeah. day. That's what I'd say the main thing is. Something else as well. So obviously when you lose the weight and you might be happy with where you're at then, how do you then, I know you've done a bit of a bulk and a cut mm. again, but for most people, yeah. how do they then like keep it off? I would say that is the toughest thing. The toughest part of it is keeping it off. You know, like obviously I've got clients at the minute trying to do that exact thing. But obviously for me anyway, I had the big motivation for the boat, but the bulk, you know, like my dad passing away, obviously I'm not saying that in no like, you know, jokey manner like Flip that was, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Um, that obviously had a massive burst, managed to do the bulk, which is tough for people. But then obviously the cut, in my opinion, is the easiest part. The losing the weight is easy. All you've got to do is, follow you know, a follow a plan. You're going down, you're seeing the results. And if you don't see the results, you just got to take away calories or increase the cardio or, you know, there's always something you can do to lose more weight, but yeah. maintaining it, you've got no vision, you know, you've got no, all right, I want to be in four months here. It's just like, and I want to be the also the weight loss part is kind of time blocked. So yeah. you can kind of think, okay, in three months time, I'm going to look like this, I'm gonna look like this but then you've got the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that. Exactly. So I personally feel like, you should never, ever get to a point where you're like, oh, I'm sweet, I want to I maintain it. I feel like there should always be a goal. Maybe not a weight goal, but I feel like the best way to maintain where you're at have a new, is like, have a new goal. goal yeah, have a new goal. Like, I, I have people uh, come to me and be like, all right, like, or I say to people, all right, like, this is what you've set out to do. You've done it. You've, you've lost 10 kilos. You're looking amazing. Like, what do you want to do? Um and they go, I don't know, like, this was my goal. Like, maybe we should call it a day with a coach. And I'm like, well, listen, like, I've had that in the past, you know, like, even myself, like, I've called it a day with a coach and I just don't know where to go from here. And you end up bouncing back and they end up either coming back to me um, or just being, you know, fucked. Do you know what I mean? So mm. what I say to him is, have you ever been interested in anything else? Like, for a lot of people, it's like, all right, I've always kind of wanted to do 10 pull-ups, you know? And like, all right, let's work towards that. And it's yeah. like, we'll do the 10 pull-ups. They've done that. All right, I really want to, you know, hit a 180 deadlift. And it's like, so even though you're not focusing on the weight aspect now, like the, you know, I want to go up 10 kilos, down 10 kilos, you like, you might not be into like the bodybuilding side of things, gaining muscle, losing fat, whatever. Yeah. Having another goal in mind keeps you ticking. I feel Having like you can never be goalless. Goal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I think that's pretty sound advice. Um, so we've spoken about kind of the physical transformation. Something I want to also talk about is the mental mm -hmm. transformation that's come with improving the way you look, probably improving your fitness as well, because you made a, um, a TikTok showing your glow up, if I can yeah. call it that. <laughs> and um, 
you said in that that you were someone who was wearing oversized clothes mm -hmm. to maybe hide how they looked and um, you didn't have much confidence and you felt like the fat friend. Mm -hmm. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What changed in your mindset that then led you to be in a better place, if you are in a better place. So yeah, that's where it's at really right now, I'd say like, obviously looking back to where I was, like remembering where you started is definitely a massive ego boost, you know, yeah. I'm no longer like, I can look at myself happily in the mirror and be like, you're not fat, mate, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but even now, like I, this quote actually, I don't know where the, the origin from it from is, is it from or whatever, however you say that, but Will, when we was in LA actually, because uh, me and Will, obviously, love Will, love everyone in LA, uh, you know, the Fagan twins, James, whatever, Brandon. But obviously I did. These are all like gym fitness Gym fitness guys, guys yeah, hopefully they'll know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even though, you know, that was the best shape I've ever, ever been in, you know, like I was lean, I had abs, you know, I had the veins, whatnot. Like I'd still look at their physiques, even like Will, James's, whatever, and be like, fuck, like, I wish, like, why can't I just look like that, you know? Mm, and I remember, being, yeah, and I'd even say it to him, like, why don't I look like you? You know, like, I remember even saying that when I was in the best shape I've ever been in. And Will looked at me and was like, oh, I was watching this podcast the other day and I, I, God, for the life of me, I don't remember who it was, but, so I'm just going to say this quote come from Will. Um, <laughs> but he was like to me, comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. I think it's Theodore Roosevelt, but we'll was it? attribute it to Will Bailey. We'll attribute, yeah, Will <laughs> Bailey told me this quote. And I was like, you know what? That makes so much sense because, you know, Will's not had the fat loss journey I've had. James ain't had the fat loss journey I've had. None of them have had the fat loss journey I've had. So if anything, I could look back and be like, I am sick. You know, I am amazing because I've managed to do that even with everything going on in my normal life, like my dad yeah, passing away, all life. that personal life. Um, and be like, yeah, like I've managed to do something that none of these guys have done, you know? So if I look at that, I could be like, fuck, I am the guy, you know? So it's all about perspective and how you look at it. Maybe I don't have the biceps James have. Maybe I don't have the chest Will has, but like, I am the best version of me, you know? Yeah, and exactly. I, you know I mean? and, and that is what this whole podcast is about, mm. is about, it's called the personal best mm. for a reason, like becoming the best version of yourself. Yeah. And it's something that, um, Hercules, who was another guest that I had on, mm -hmm. he shared this and he said, don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. Yeah, 100%. Because there'll also be people listening who do feel a bit out of shape and they might look at you now mm -hmm. 
and think, oh, why don't I look like Sam? You know, everyone's comparing themselves to somebody else (laughs) and not thinking about their own journey. Yeah, for sure. And it's so much easier said than done. Like, we all compare ourselves. Yeah, even even me just saying this now, now, I'll walk out of here and be like, look on my phone, look at the fitness influence. Why does he look like that? And I don't, do you know what I mean? So I'm saying this and I'm trying to still trick myself into believing that, but I'm still, obviously, I'm human. I'm still going to compare myself to other people. It's natural. Of course. I still think it is there is a good element which people don't really talk about too much it is good to compare yourself mm. even though comparison is the thief of joy because it is another form of motivation yeah. for a lot of people if to you can, push towards that i think as long as it doesn't make you resentful yeah and instead it's like a Ins- source of inspiration 100%. exactly because you know most of the time if that inner critic is saying to you like oh like you could be in better shape or you could earn yeah. more money it's because it's coming from a place of truth mm. So then rather than think like rather than it making me bitter, I think, okay, like maybe if I listen to it, I can then try and improve on that. Thousand percent. But on the whole, do you like how's your headspace now having kind of gone through this journey and, you know, still making fitness content? Like, are you kind of happy with where you're at? I would say I'm happy, but I'm. I want more, you know, like yeah. I definitely feel like I'm, as you said, chapter one, this was only the beginning. I feel like there's so much more to come. I don't even know where it's going to go. You know, um, I feel like obviously a big aspect of, for me, I was terrified to do bulk number two. Obviously after bulk number one, I was so scared to think, all right, I'm going to have to, you know, lose the abs. I'm going to have to, I was never, ever going to get as fat as that again, because that was wrong and no one should ever do that. No one should ever dirty bulk. You should always do the lean approach, you know. But to even do a lean abro- approach to bulking, you're still going to gain a little bit of weight. And that kind of scared me um, yeah. because I was like, will I be able to? Obviously, I don't have that motivation that I had the first time around. Like, I'm I'm in a place now where I'm like, I could just, you know, lean bulk and think, all right, I'm just going to stay like that. But after now being in the lean bulk now, like, I ain't really got that abs I had then. I'm confident in myself that I can do it again. You know, like, going through all that, like, doing it, the big time once round i'm confident that you can push through it is just literally the case of flipping a switch when, and also you mm. know you now know the mistakes you made the oh, first yeah, time round, so you're not yeah. going to repeat them a thousand percent it's something um jonah hill you know the actor yeah 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 i think he's been in a bit of hot water recently but anyway right. he made a documentary with his um therapist and mm-hmm. one of the things that he explained was this idea that um people carry around a shadow yep and he literally made this cardboard cutout of Jonah Hill when he was really overweight. Yeah. And he said, you're carrying this round with you. You don't see yourself as this now good-looking, successful, mm. multi-millionaire actor. You still see yourself as that overweight, insecure teenage yeah. kid. And he's like, you have to let go of that. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's quite the same level, but maybe there is that part of you that thinks, I don't want to be yeah, that guy yeah, again. Yeah, 100%. But like, you're not. And also going with this going through this bulk phase like being uncomfortable mm-hmm. is important as well yeah because if it was super easy then it Everyone almost would wouldn't it. be worthwhile doing yeah 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 but it's in pursuit of a better goal mm. and becoming a better version of you which i think is something everybody should strive for um so in all of this i know you might have um touched on it already but what is your biggest source of motivation and it's come up a bit on this podcast because I think it is a really interesting topic because everybody has different sources everybody has different things that drive them Mm. but what is it that keeps you 
driving forward? I, you know what? Like, obviously, the the pursuit of being better is yeah. definitely one of them. However, I'd say like my actual source of motivation is kind of like stems all the way back to kind of family. You know, mm. like obviously, I've got a little brother. I've introduced him to the gym. Like that was a series I done of tiktok but it weren't even really for tiktok because at the start he hated the gym like he genuinely hated it i didn't understand it because at his age i loved it i i got myself like not myself my dad did but like i loved it you know from the get-go but he i remember there was times where i brought my little brother to the gym the home gym even and he cried because he didn't want to be there and i just like i was like no like he don't like it but how are we going to kind of bond because he was more into like the action figures and the games i've never been into that you know right okay so i guess now that he's got social media as well and he's growing and he's only 14 14 yeah 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 like he's incredible you know i would say my at the very moment my biggest motivation is him you know like he is crazy because he's way better than me why i was at 14 you know he's Mm. he's had a good coach you know but (laughs) um like i know that if now i i got fat or i fell off he's gonna be like sam mate are you a waste of space? Like, do you know what I mean? Like I'm kind of in the back of my mind, like I can't fall off because I know that my little brother is watching me, you know? So I feel like that. And obviously like outside of that as well, like still in the back of my mind, I know I've got to make my dad proud. Um, And I couldn't just like, I remember, yeah, family, family is my motivation, I guess. That's such a lovely answer. Cause I think (laughs) a lot of people do get caught up on, the materialistic things and mm. it's like I just want more money and I want more mm. um clout and all of that but actually it's coming from a really genuine place mm. I did want to ask you about your brother but you've kind of touched on it there <laughs> like how has it how have you balanced kind of being the loving big brother but also a coach you and know, a mentor so it is tough in it obviously like, I'd say he's more dedicated than me really? like there's been times where I've had a cheat meal he's and I've come back in, like, you know, after I've told him, I'll be like, yeah, I had, like, you know, a bit of cake after my dinner or whatever. And he goes, Sam, you, you like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, we, we have a joke in, like, my, like my, my mom and my girlfriend and stuff. They're like, he is my mini manager, you know? Like, if I post something on TikTok or whatever and it don't do well, he was like, yeah, you could have done this different or this different. So it hasn't really been a case of having to balance it. Like, we kind of have... we, we Happen naturally. Yeah, we kind of grow together. We're both into the same thing. So it's like... I've never ever, I'd say the biggest balance for me is a relationship and gym. Uh, not really, um, like cause family, obviously it, it, it kind of, ca- it comes with it, you know, like having a mom, she's always going to support you. A little brother, thank God we're into the same things. You know, if he didn't like the gym, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Like I'd obviously still love him, but we've got that bond, you know, like it's inseparable. Yeah. But it's kind of, um, what's the word? Like it's you, it's on instinct. Yeah. Like it's not really been a case of I've had to, you know, maybe compromise what I like to kind of see what he likes. Like we are the same person, you know, he loves the gym. He's on a diet plan at 14, you know, not, not specifically like he still eats family meals and whatnot. Like not trying to promote eating disorders, whatever. I definitely had one, but, um, like, yeah, with relation, like I'd say like girlfriend, boyfriend relationship, obviously my girlfriend, yeah, I would why say has that been tricky. It's not been in like tricky in yeah. any way, obviously like I love her and stuff. Um, but I would say like, obviously there are aspects of it where I would say I did struggle a little bit with food and stuff. Like I used to go on holidays and think, all right, I can't eat out, can't like family holidays and think, all right, I've got to take a protein bar with me because I can't, 
you know, eat whatever they're serving because I don't know what calories are in it and stuff. Mm. Um, so eat, I reckon I've still brought a bit of that younger self of me to the relationship side of things where it's like, maybe I should go on more dates or maybe I should do that. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, All right, I don't want to fall off. You know, I don't want to go on a date when I know that there's people out there grinding, not going on dates, not yeah. eating out. Like, so I guess that's the hard thing. I've got to balance being a boyfriend, which I don't have to struggle for because I love being a boyfriend. I wouldn't change it for the world, but I feel like we've definitely had arguments about this subject, you know, like yeah. arguing about like, Oh, like she is the most supportive person I could have asked for, you know, and I always see that boys out there being like, oh, like, like the single life, whatever. That's never really appealed to me. You know, I've never been out there clubbing. I hate clubbing. That's another subject we'll have to touch on in a sec. <laughs> um, but like, I guess that's the harder thing, having to realise in myself that I need to work to be a good boyfriend. I don't need to work to be a good brother because that's come naturally, you know, but like sure. from, I guess, being the fatter person to doing that she's stuck with me throughout so now that I'm in a position where I can go on the occasional date I should take that opportunity more and I I am working on that yeah and also that says a lot about the person you are that you want to be a good boyfriend and be a good brother and son and also be someone that trains really hard in the gym Mm. and puts effort into their content because trying to balance all of that can be quite tricky yeah for sure but it's the fact that you want to be good at all those things is why it's more difficult. Do you yeah, know what I mean? If yeah, you didn't yeah, give yeah. a shit, then something else would just like... You, it wouldn't be on my you mind. You wouldn't bother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's um, very admirable. And it is tricky. And especially, I mean, even if you're in a relationship, I guess there's more temptation to like go for nice meals and yeah. go on weekends away and like mm. not train. But even if you are single, like I've found that if I'm going on dates, it always revolves drinking. Yeah. And like three or four cocktails and then maybe some food and yeah. then blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, this isn't like helping me with my yeah. fitness goals. No, and I get that. Like my, so my girlfriend isn't into the gym at all, really. She don't really go to the gym. Like she don't have to, you know, like she looks amazing, uh, whatever. And she don't really look what she eats. Like she, just, I, I don't, anyway. Um, but like, definitely, I feel like there needs to be more date options that don't involve food and drinking, you know, like just, why can't we, I don't know, I don't know what there is. Someone yeah, needs to help me. <laughs> I know, or just like, I don't know, a long walk. Yeah, <laughs> a bit yeah. Dull, yeah I agree. <laughs> Maybe we'll make something. Yeah. <laughs> um, amazing. So what is next for you? I mean, I'm sure some things are kept under wraps, mm. but what are your goals kind of moving forward now in terms of your fitness goals or so, building your brand, anything like that? Yeah, so I don't know when this is coming out. I don't know how long, like how much you wait. But yeah, so this Sunday, I'm actually moving out of my family home for the first time, obviously, other than uni. Um, I've alluded to this a little bit and told people a little bit. I guess it's not fully out there, but I'm moving into an apartment in Manchester, um, which is big for me. Obviously, I'll be away from family. With uni, it was different. I used to come back every other weekend and stuff. With this, like, I'm going to have to be there for a long period of time, you know, because I'm paying for it and stuff. Um but not only that, like when I'm out there, I really want to focus on just me, you know, like before it was like kind of, you know, I wanted to make friends like at uni connections and stuff. But now I've I've done all that, you know, like I've yeah. made my group of mates. I, I don't really want to seek to obviously I'm always going to want to, you know, make friends with people and find new connections and stuff. But like this move is really kind of me like I want to go there. I do eventually want to start my own podcast 
don't know when, don't know how, don't mm-hmm. know what about, whatever, but that is definitely there because I love what you're doing, you know, like these longer form conversations. No one gets to see on like TikTok, exactly. Instagram, you know. Yeah. Um, so definitely that is in the works. Um, and like also like I've always had like a massive, massive passion for like actual like cementing a product, you know. I don't know specifically what, but you put your work into social media, you get that instant gratification. But having something to build upon. A physical thing A physical as well. thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and I've obviously played about with a few ideas, but it's just more kind of longer term gratification, if that's a word. I don't know what the term yeah. for it is, but like yeah. it's almost like going to be like my baby. I don't know what, but like that's what I want to do. That's the whole point of the move. Make something out of brick and mortar. Like, nice. And yeah. Yeah, because that, that was kind of my next question is like, why the move? Like, why has that been a decision? I feel like living at home is great. And obviously yeah. the support is great. Mum still does weekly food shops. <laughs> um, but when you're in your own headspace, like you're just so much more creative in yourself and like you get no other influence from anyone else. Because I feel like with social media, there is so much copy and paste, you know, mm. which is I feel like the best way to get started, you know, you're going to get inspiration from people. That's what's going to go viral when yeah, you, exactly. when you, you know, closely copy someone's video, you know, following trends, etc. However, if you want to kind of be yourself and do your own thing. And if you look at the biggest names out there, like the Matt does fitnesses, the Joe phasers, the Sam Sulik, you know, they are literally themselves. They've, they've clearly had a journey. Do you know what I mean? And found who they are. And that's what I want to do by the move. I kind of want to, cause I feel like even that, even to this, like, yeah, I've had a fake fat loss journey or whatever. Um, but I kind of want to like, who is Sam Goatlifters? That's what yeah. I want to find, you know? And the thing with that as well is you only know who you are in the context of like a boy living in Essex with his family yeah, yeah. and around, um your friends and stuff and Mm. whilst that is a lovely environment to be in it doesn't necessarily encourage personal growth it's almost like you need to have some time on your own be independent yeah and that's where change can come 100% like you can't be comfortable all the time I feel like when I'm sat at home at night 8 p.m or whatever watching a movie with a family or sitting there there's stuff in the fridge there's snacks in the fridge I might go nick a I don't know whatever protein yeah yeah we'll say protein definitely not a chocolate bar anyway like you're comfortable you know you've kind of got to be uncomfortable in order to grow like you can't be scared of being uncomfortable like obviously when I'm living alone like I am fending for myself obviously I know I've always got family to fall back on and etc but I don't want to have to like I want to be in that because that's where you see the biggest people kind of you know flower you know when Mm. they've been in that uncomfortable situation and done it for themselves rather than kind of relying on other people relying on that comfortability of just having people around you I'd want to just kind of go on my own adventure nice Mm. yeah so my last question to you which Mm. I ask everybody is if you had to give one piece of advice or a quote or a mantra to help people achieve their personal best what would it be so this is a tricky one you know like I, I have actually before this podcast been thinking of a ton of things obviously I, I said a quote earlier from Will <laughs> so shout out to Will <laughs> um but I'd say like the biggest thing that has stuck with me throughout my whole journey obviously from the very beginning was a quote from my dad um and it was learn to listen listen to learn uh and it's kind of like you know you've got to learn to listen like you're not just going to sit in like even back in classroom days you've kind of got to sit there and actually like, you know, learn to be able to listen to people like people teaching you from above, which I feel like I have done, you know, I've had their mentors and I've learned from them. 
but you've also got to kind of like listen to learn. Like if you're not willing to kind of sit there and actually absorb the information, then it's just going to be thrown away. And I feel like that's what I'm kind of going on to now. Like I've got to kind of listen to all the things that I've been given to and kind of learn my own path sort of thing going on to Manchester. Obviously it feels like fucking hell, who am I? Like some guru? No, like yeah. I'm kind of just starting afresh, going to Manchester, going in my own apartment and we're going to see some crazy things, I think. And I feel like, yeah, learn to listen, listen to learn is what everyone should kind of think about, you know? I really like that. It took me a minute. I was like, wait, and then, <laughs> and then now I get it. Like yeah. you, there's a willingness to learn, but then also you have to be able to kind of take that information on board as well. Because I think a lot of people, especially in this like self-help space, you know, they might read a book like Atomic Habits or something mm. and then put the book down and never act on yeah, it. Yeah, go bed, forget it. If it was me, I'd be reading a page, turn it over, forget yeah, it. You've actually got to exactly. put the work in. You've got to put the work in and you've got to kind of be willing to do the things that you said you were going to do. Yeah. You know, you can't say I'm going to be this, the person and I'm going to do this and then just dream about it at night. Mm. Like you've got to actually put action, put action to yeah. words. So that is really, really great advice. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. It's gone so quick. It's gone it? really quick. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to say as well that obviously this is the personal best podcast. Mm. And I genuinely do think you're someone that has, worked really hard to become a better version of themselves thank you and not to dwell on the sad things but you know when people have difficult things happen in their life I think it would be so easy to just kind of dwell in that Mm. and you know not try and do anything more or become anything more but you have been able to do that despite what happened Mm. and you should be really proud of yourself. Thank so you, keep really. doing what you're doing. It's amazing. <laughs> and I'm um, excited to see whatever business thing you come up with. Um, where can people go if they want to find you online or check out coaching or anything? So it's literally Sam underscore Goatlifters, everything. If you want to obviously join the coaching team, there are spaces available. So it's just Sam Goatlifters. The links are in my bio. And it's yeah, just Sam Goatlifters on everything. Any codes you want to plug? Code GOAT, G-O-A-T. Absolutely everything. Gymshark, ESN. Um, hard body yeah nice thank you so much amazing thank you for having me (laughs) thank you so much everybody for listening i really hope you enjoyed this conversation with sam if you did please don't forget to leave a review and share this podcast on social media so more people can find it anyway i'll see you next week for another exciting episode bye for now up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.